You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron's 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show, our first, uh, what we're going to call our, our mini episode. Mm-hmm. Fitness Friday. Mini-sode, something like that? We both sound really hoarse. Yeah, I'm really hoarse. I'm a deep <laughs> voice. I got it going on here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just early. We're doing this early in the morning because that's really the only time we had today. Yeah, we got a lot going on today. Uh, I'm going to run power out to the RV house. Got to get that done. Everyone's very excited about that. People they are. People just stood up and clapped. Hey, if you have an RV, you understand having a place to put your RV. That's a big thing. So, I'm amazed at how much people charge to store an RV. It's a lot like, of money. It's a lot of money. So you got you and your dad saved us thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. At least twenty five bucks. At least <laughs> a month. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, y'all are gonna dig. We have a very rocky yard, so that's gonna be really. interesting. Oh my gosh! Anybody that lives in like North Texas area and has ever tried to dig a hole knows our pain. It is. Huge, massive rocks. The ground is hard. It's just crazy. Well, some parts of North Texas aren't that bad, but where we yeah. live, it's it's basically digging a hole. Good luck. Good yeah. luck, fella. See you later. Thank goodness for your dad and his tractor with his big thing on the front. I don't know what it's called, but it digs dirt out of the ground. <laughs> so It always helps to have a tractor. It does. And, and your dad's going to come over here with his tractor, and y'all are going to be done in like five minutes, unless you hit a water line. Unless we hit the water line, which we've done before, and that was... Another fun story in itself. Yeah, so that's our adventure for today. Plus, we have sprints, and then we have another workout, and that's why we're here today is to talk about working out. Yeah, so what we're doing are what we're going to call Fitness Friday episode, and we're going to focus pretty specific on 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 what our fitness we're focusing on. So we're doing. Let me narrow it down. Over forty, right? Oh yeah, we're over forty. We're over so 40. we're gonna hit um, on the over forty crowd. Over forty, um, people who want to be fit and that are carnivore. That really narrows it down. It narrows it down to like ten people, I think. I think. Is there one of you out there? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we're doing. So you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we're doing, so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. It's hard to talk about things that you don't know about, right? And this is something that we know about. Yeah, and, and I've been, you know, I've, we talk about this before. I do fitness. I've done fitness my entire life since probably uh, even before the seventh grade. You know, seventh grade was when you get in school and you do coordinated school activities like football and stuff, and they make you lift weights. And I've been doing that constantly since that time. I've never stopped aside from when I was injured. So I've done a lot of fitness, and I've seen a lot of, you know, crazy things throughout the years, uh, you know, like the Nike Air Shoes, teaching how to run wrong. Uh, all the bad diets, all the bad advice for working out. So we're going to cover some of that stuff and just try to give you guys a little more information on if you're working out what you can or cannot do. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) So a really interesting thing is we are in our the end of our third week on carnivore with no dairy. So we've done carnivore. If you've listened to our podcast, you know we've done carnivore for a while. And then I had the issue of 
adding in some carbs here and there, but you've pretty much stayed carnivore, and now we've taken out the dairy aspect, and this has been the biggest game changer of all. It has, and uh, you know, and I've said it before, I have an arthritic knee, and it's a... I have zero cartilage in my left knee. I've had the ACL has been destroyed and replaced. Uh, I've torn the MCL. I, I, they took the meniscus out in 2001. So it's just a really bad knee. And I've been to multiple orthopedic doctors and they said, hey, you basically have the knee of a 70-year-old man. You have no cartilage. There's no cushion. You're bone on bone. It's advanced arthritis. You need a total knee replacement. And it's been more than one doctor. And I was real close to making that decision because it got to the point where I couldn't run anymore. And anybody that has joint pain understands that it's not the fact that you don't want to put the effort in. It's the fact that you're trying to drive through the pain of the pounding of every time you take a step, it hurts. Every time you move that joint, it hurts. So that deters you from, from working out, from pushing yourself. And that, and that slows down your, your fitness journey and makes it very not motivational. It's hard to, to get motivated to go, all right, I'm going to go hurt for an hour. Let's do this. So we took out dairy, and I can't tell you how much it changed. I was, again, I was, I was a phone call away from getting a total knee replacement, and now I'm, I'm doubting I'm going to do it at all because in just a short two weeks, I went from it hurts really bad to run to I'm scared of how hard I can push it to run now, and that's a big difference. That's a major difference because before, and, and I know because I'm with you all the time and I could see what your eyes look like. And when someone is hurting, you can see it in their eyes. And knowing that you went from that to now that you're out there doing sprints and you're like, I need to tone it down because I'm pushing so hard. I, I'm a, I don't want to push too hard because you're just being kind of careful with it just because it's so new again. Right. The f- so the first week we did it, I did sprints on that Friday and I felt really good. So I thought I'm going to, I'm going to crank it up a little on my sprints. And I, I hurt my good knee, what I call my good knee. I hurt my good knee. I just, I just strained, uh, you know, a muscle, uh, in the back of my knee or a ligament, whatever it is, it hurt. And, um, so, and that's what happens when you start to feel really good is now you start to push a little harder and you you have to, you have to, uh, account for the imbalances that you have, because even though, it feels better when I was trying to run. I'm still favoring that leg, so I'm still running with a pretty major imbalance, and my body hasn't balanced back out yet. So, you gotta take that into account as well. Yeah, because when you when you start um, running with that, you know, favoring the other leg, the good knee or whatever, you sort of get that ingrained into the way that your gait is. Oh yeah. And so you have to retrain your body to. You know, use both legs in equal right. in equal balance. Exactly. I've <laughs> I've been running with that that limp for years. So when you get to the point where you're like, all right, I can drive off that leg and it doesn't hurt. It takes a while, like Melody said, to get back into balance. And you know, I've started doing squats now, uh, regular you know back squats, which I haven't done in a long time because they're they're very painful. And even practicing doing the uh, you know holding the weight over your head, doing an overhead you know squat. Overhead squats are not easy anyway, especially when you haven't done them before or like kept that consistency and that mobility. And then to be able to go out there and start practicing that and doing that because it puts a lot of strain on pretty much every muscle in your body. And you're going down and you're being able to squat with weight over your head in a snatch grip, which is, you know, really awesome. And the thing that we have said all for the last week is, 
why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> so that was a big day. I was sitting at the table last night, and uh, I said, I'm so freaking mad. And she's like, what about? I was like, that I didn't do this years ago, that I didn't unknow or someone didn't tell me that, hey, hey, why don't you try taking out dairy? And well, I think some people have said take out dairy, and we were just like, <laughs> we put on like the horse blinders, and we were like, ah, no, that's not us. Well, it wasn't a lot. Now, I say it was it two years ago we took out, uh, we were drinking a lot of, of raw, uh, raw, milk. raw milk, and we did take that out, and there was a change. I was having a lot of knee problems. I couldn't hardly walk or get out of my truck, and we took out a dairy. Or we didn't take it out. They just didn't have it, so we didn't drink the it. The dairy sold all their cows. Yeah. It was a sad day. So, um, And that did make a difference, and I was like, oh, wow, dairy was causing my knee pain. And I talked about that as well, I think, on the on the podcast, and it got better. Um, and then I just, I just didn't think that we were doing that much dairy because it was just heavy cream in the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then we started, uh, we started eating the heavy whipping cream dessert. Probably more than we should. Probably, since it was every night. Since it was pretty much every night. And we took that out, and, and that little bit of dairy, just within within a day, I turned to Melody and said, man, today my knee feels really good. And that's how fast the change can happen, which also kind of leads us into, you know, we started feeling good. We mm-hmm. were feeling really good on carnivore, because you start taking out all these foods, and you're working out, and your body starts to feel good. And then you start thinking, whoa, this feels really awesome. Hey, maybe I'll have some dessert. <laughs> so so I laughed about this because it was, um, I think it was last Friday, we were outside working out. It's really hot and working out, and I was feeling really good. Uh, you know, my body didn't hurt, and I was working out. At the end of it, I was thinking, man, this is a normal day where after I got done with the workout, I'd go in and have a beer. Which is so productive which is for so, your yeah, health. Which is exactly what you should do, right? And I thought it was so funny that I started feeling very good and I wanted to do things that were bad. Because I think you're, you're not hurting anymore, so your mind says, I can do that. Yes. It'll be fine. And I know you guys probably have experienced this while you've been on you know, keto or carnivore or maybe you started paleo and you get to the place where you start feeling better and then what happens is you're like, I can eat that pizza. It'll be fine. Oh, it'll be fine. It wouldn't bother me. Or I can or, have that beer. I'll have or, that ice cream. I feel great. I'll have ice cream. Yeah, I'll have the ice cream. I'll have this. And uh, it'll all be okay because I feel amazing. Right. And the same thing happens with injuries. Anybody that's had an injury, which I'm like an, an injury machine, and only because I push so hard and do so many different weird things, I seem to always get injured. When people jump out of airplanes for a living and things <laughs> tend to happen. <laughs> I fell down a mountain once. So that was That was a good one. Um, you know, when you do things that are extreme, you're going to get injured. That's just, you have to accept that. But you get an injury and you work really hard to get it better. And you, and you work on being very balanced and work on the injury. And then when you get better, you stop doing all those things that you were doing. Uh, for example, you know, I, I'm trying to make sure I always run with a sleeve on my knee just for a little extra compression support. Not, not a very drastic sleeve, just one that holds, holds it together a little better because that's a loose knee. And then uh, what will happen is I'll start feeling better and I'll get up to go run and I won't put it on. I'll forget about it. Or I'll forget to do my band exercise to work my hips because strong hips make strong knees. So I'll forget to do the band exercises. I'll forget to put my knee sleeve on because, hey, I'm I'm feeling good. Oh, geez. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, geez. It was a morning sneeze. I don't know why that happens. It happens to everybody. I don't know. Old house. Yep. So uh, it, it's just funny that when you start feeling really good, you start forgetting to do things or you start doing things that are bad. 
like, you know, hey, I feel really good, so instead of doing 20 100-meter sprints, I'm going to do 30 because I feel good. And then you get injured, and now you can't do sprints at all. So Right. And that's, you know, so when you start feeling good, sometimes you want to do something bad, which is hilarious. It is. And we all do it. Um, rather than saying like, oh, I feel good, and nothing tastes as good as healthy feels, which has become my new motto. Right. And when you look at your goals, you have to look at the food and say, does this serve my goal? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, then maybe it's not the thing that you should do, which kind of brings us to our topic, our real topic for the day. Well, we solicited some (laughs) questions, so we want to answer a question. Yes, and that comes to like, what is the frequency and the duration of exercise that someone should be doing? What's optimal? And that's a loaded question. And that came from Heather from Instagram. And um, it's a, it's just a loaded topic because there's so many other questions that you have to ask with that. And there is. And, and we can answer it and not answer it all at the same time. But, you know, you have to a- ask more questions like what are your goals and what's your available time? So what do you want to do? And what do you have time to do? Because both those are, you know, things you have to know. Because if you want to be an Ironman athlete, but you work 12 hours a day, it's going to be really hard. So, right. Because that's a lot, a lot of training. But if, if you, you know, if you have a, a, an office job that you work 8 to 10 hours and you're like, I just want to be in a little better shape and I've only got 10 minutes on either side that I feel comfortable with, then we can work with that too. Yeah, there's so many different ways of approaching this, and it, it is. It's all about your goals, what you enjoy, because if you don't enjoy what exercise you're doing, you're likely not going to do it. You have to really like what you're doing. Yes. And you have to. one thing that I've learned is that you have to start, if you really want change, you have to start becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable, because it's not going to feel good mm-hmm. all the time. And and we really emphasize that don't do what you don't like. If you don't like to run, I, I can't tell you how many people that I talk to is like, well, I want to be in shape, but I just hate cardio. Don't do it. You don't have to do it. There are so many other things you can do besides running or uh, doing a treadmill or any type of cardio. You can just go lift weights. And then if you want to lose weight, you just lift weights at a higher pace. <laughs> lift weights harder. Lift weights harder. So, you know, you don't have to lift heavy, but if you do a hit workout with weights you're going to build muscle you're going to get some cardio uh, you know and you're going to you're going to stress that system and you're going to feel better you're going to look better and you're going to you're going to do better right one thing that i think works for most people who are time constrained are tabata workouts mm-hmm. so tabata workouts if you don't know they're the you do something for it's 4 minutes long you do a hard exercise you go hard for 20 seconds then you get a 10 second rest So you repeat this eight times, which works out to four minutes. And you can do that in the morning before you get ready. And that's very quick. And you can do it all body weight. So Mm -hmm. people who are really constrained, there's really not an excuse. You can get something done in a short amount of time that's going to make a major impact to your body. Right. And I always call that my hotel workout. That's what I did forever if I was in a hotel that didn't have a gym and I was uh, I couldn't go outside and go run. You know, you just all right. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do uh, you know calisthenics in my room until I just I can't do them anymore. And that's what you would do. You do max push ups, max sit ups, flutter kicks, eight count bodybuilders, burpees. Uh, you know, uh, V ups. You can do. There are so many calisthenic exercises out there that you can do to smoke yourself uh, in a in a little ten minute period, and you're still gonna stay in shape. 
Oh yeah, those are some of the like, that's the easiest way to go. Like if you don't know where to start, start with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing, you know, e- amazingly easy way to get started. Yeah. So for frequency, I'm gonna say frequency is every pretty much every day or every weekday. You know, at least if you can get five days in for a week, which is kind of what what we do, usually five days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, that's what you want to do. Frequency, you want to try to just focus on every day. Every day doesn't have to be hard. And that's my other thing I talk to people about is don't think that every workout has to be a hard workout. Every workout just needs to be a workout. And it can be an easy or hard. I recommend planning multiple easy workouts during the week and then have one or two that are hard. Right. And when you say hard, we're talking about like give someone an example of what might be hard, like what we're talking about. Okay, so a, a great example is is I, I, Melody. I can do the exact same workout. Say we plan a hit workout and a four minute Tabata, and we're doing the exact same exercises at, at the uh, exact same time intervals. Uh, you can push really hard, like you know, if you're doing that that whole twenty seconds, I can like go to my maximum, or I can just perform the exercise for twenty seconds. It's your your rate of perceived exertion. How hard are you working? So. Uh, and that's kind of what I mean by, you know, some days you put in your mind that I'm going to push myself harder. And then other days you have in your mind that I'm I'm going to do the workout and enjoy it. Right. So for me, for example, yesterday was an active recovery day. And so I did everything slow. I did a lot of jump rope. I did all the, all any weightlifting that was in it was very slow and methodical it wasn't anything that stressed the system too much. It was something that was more of a stretching of the muscles. Like I did deadlifts, but I did them very slow and and a lighter weight. And that's something that you can do on an active recovery day or, or a few days a week just to get muscles, get some blood circulation, get, you know, some active, uh, some activity going in your mm-hmm. muscles. And yeah, it doesn't have to be super hard. Nope. And, you know, and a great example is we had a, a, a client we coached was 63 or 4 at the time, I think. And uh, when we first started coaching him, like he couldn't, he couldn't get out of a chair and he couldn't get down on the floor basically very well and get back up. So we had them do these very small exercises, just like uh, getting down into a lunge and getting back up or bending over and putting his hands on the ground and walking them out and getting into a plank and then w- walking them back up. And, um, th- and that's the first step in being able to do like a burpee. Like that's the, the, you know, the progression from being able to just get, put your hands on the ground, walk them to a plank, then walking them back and stand up. That's the progression of someone that can't do a burpee yet because, right. ne- because that's what he does now. Now he does, he'll, he'll do burpees. But initially he was like, I don't understand how this is going to help me. And I had to be like, all right, you just need to do it and listen to me and then you'll see what happens. And you know, that's the difference between, um, that was hard for him. Now that's not hard for him. So now he can do that as a warm up and then go into a real burpee. So again, it's just, everything doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to push yourself to your limit for every workout. And I don't recommend doing that because that causes burnout. Well, especially as we start aging and we're over 40 and and if you just started exercising, you might not want to push that hard at first because you need to get your body accustomed Mm-hmm. to doing <clears throat> these workouts anyway. And um, man, this early morning thing with like my voice. I don't have any problem. I know. You just sound like <laughs> very white. <laughs> so, so that's frequency. Duration is, again, go back to the time you have available. 
Um, we do recommend like at least once a week doing something that's probably about 30 minutes, either a walk or a run or a jog, something that you can, you know, 30 minutes to an hour uh, getting out once a week and doing that. We just think it's really good for the body to have that, to build those mitochondrial, you know, yeah. of your cells and get better. Well, and the long walks, when you get upwards to 45 minutes or an hour, you're building new capillaries mm-hmm. in your, you know, in your uh, circulatory system. So what that's going to do is that's going to be able to feed the muscles faster. And that's what you want. You want the mitochondria, you want the new capillaries, you want all that stuff to be built. That's building your engine. And that's not a hard thing to do. You just carve out a time and do a few walks a week. Make Maybe make one a really long walk, like upwards to an hour. <clears throat> and number one, it's mental clarity. It's a um, sort of a, a, a meditative act as well. You'll be more creative. It, it just stimulates so many different good things in your body, especially as we age. It helps your joints and everything. Mm-hmm. So the duration is going to be what you have available. Yeah. Um, you know, so you plan it. If it's 10 minutes, then that's what it is. And you develop a workout that's good for 10 minutes. If it's 30 minutes or even an hour, you, you can develop a workout that fits in that time as well. And you uh, dictate how hard or how easy it's going to be. And just use that time wisely. If you have more time, that's more time to stretch. That's more time to do accessory work. That's more time to, you know, enjoy the workout. You don't have to go as fast. So that's a benefit. Right. And, you know, another thing, since we want to really nail down on the carnivore aspect, when you do the harder workouts, like when we, when we're, dang it, when we're talking about those harder workouts, We've noticed um, that a lot of people will say, well, you got to have carbs for that. Mm-hmm. In the keto and even the carnivore world, there's a lot of talk and chatter among people who do um, workouts saying, well, you still have to have the carbs for that. But that's that's really not the case. It's not. I've I, My experience has been my sprints are faster and I can do more of them on carnivore. Especially without the dairy, because you talked about your knee. Well, I had that glute uh, or hamstring tendonitis and that nerve pain that was like, it was, it was excruciating just to sit down sometimes. Now, like maybe three or four days after stopping the dairy, that started to go away. It's completely gone now, Mm -hmm. like completely gone. And I have not stopped working out to let it heal. That wasn't the case. I pushed harder. So that's just, you know, you, you quit eating a food that caused inflammation, and inflammation caused pain. So now when and you're it talking slowed about, me down. And it slowed <laughs> you down. Now, when you're talking about the carnivore athlete, uh, your body is going to use the nutrients that you put into it. It's not going to, you know, not use them and you not be able to do things. So if you're eating, if you're younger, eating a higher carb diet and maybe lower fat, your body's going to try to use, utilize those nutrients as best it can because it did it when I was young. Now, if you switch and you're eating a carnivore diet... Your body also has has pathways that it can make into energy the same exact way. So it's not going to be any different. If you're eating, uh, you know, a carnivore diet, your body's going to use all those pathways to utilize that energy. So those pathways that I'm talking about is your body is going to take non-essential amino acids, process those, and turn them into the glucose you need to make the glycogen to fuel your muscles. And they've they've done these studies to show that uh, whether you eat a uh, an athlete eats a higher carb diet or they eat a more carnivore diet that they still have the same amount of glycogen store in their muscle. So that excuse of not enough glycogen if you don't eat carbs cannot be used. 
No, and if you know, if you didn't listen to our episode last week with Kristen Rowell, I would say go back and listen to that because mm-hmm. she's a really good example of an athlete who you know who practices this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. And um, you know, we want to keep this episode kind of short for you guys. It's just a, a our Fitness Friday mini sode. So if you have questions about carnivore and fitness. Mm-hmm. That you want to send to us, you can do that on Instagram. You can do that um, on, from our website and uh, at the tacticalkitchen.com. Um, or send us a text. Or, yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving out my phone number here, but. But some of you have it, so send us. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that we're really interested in and we love. So we hope that we might have some information for you guys that might help you along with your fitness journey as well. Yep. So happy Friday. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to dtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.